This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Are you a communicator looking to better connect with your audience? Stay tuned to learn more about Sean Palmer's newest book, Speaking by the Numbers. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash table. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Samuel chapter 18, the death of Absalom. David assembled the army that was with him. He appointed leaders of thousands and leaders of hundreds. David then sent out the army, a third under the leadership of Joab, a third under the leadership of Joab's brother, Abishai son of Zeruiah, and a third under the leadership of Ithai, the Gittite. The king said to the troops, I too will indeed march out with you. But the soldiers replied, You should not do this, for if we should have to make a rapid retreat, they won't be concerned about us. Even if half of us should die, they won't be concerned. But you are like 10,000 of us. So it is better if you remain in the city for support. Then the king said to them, I will do whatever seems best to you. So the king stayed beside the city gate while all the army marched out by hundreds and by thousands. The king gave this order to Joab, Abishai, and Ithai. For my sake, deal gently with the young man Absalom. Now the entire army was listening when the king gave all the leaders this order concerning Absalom. Then the army marched out to the field to fight against Israel. The battle took place in the forest of Ephraim. The army of Israel was defeated there by David's men. The slaughter there was great that day. 20,000 soldiers were killed. The battle there was spread out over the whole area, and the forest consumed more soldiers than the sword devoured that day. Then Absalom happened to come across David's men. Now as Absalom was riding on his mule, it went under the branches of a large oak tree. His head got caught in the oak, and he was suspended in midair, while the mule he had been riding kept going. When one of the men saw this, he reported it to Joab, saying, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak tree. Joab replied to the man who was telling him this, What? You saw this? Why didn't you strike him down right on the spot? I would have given you ten pieces of silver and a commemorative belt. The man replied to Joab, Even if I were receiving one thousand pieces of silver, I would not strike the king's son. In our very presence, the king gave this order to you and Abishai and Athai. Protect the young man Absalom for my sake. If I had acted at risk of my own life and nothing is hidden from the king, you would have abandoned me. Joab replied, 
I will not wait around like this for you. He took three spears in his hand and thrust them into the middle of Absalom while he was still alive in the middle of the oak tree. Then 10 soldiers who were Joab's armor bearers struck Absalom and finished him off. Then Joab blew the trumpet and the army turned back from chasing Israel for Joab had called for the army to halt. They took Absalom threw him into a large pit in the forest and stacked a huge pile of stones over him. In the meantime, all the Israelite soldiers fled to their homes. Before this, Absalom had set up a monument and dedicated it to himself in the King's Valley, reasoning, I have no son who will carry on my name. He named the monument after himself, and to this day it is known as Absalom's memorial. David learns of Absalom's death. Then Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok said, Let me run and give the king the good news that the Lord has vindicated him before his enemies. But Joab said to him, You will not be a bearer of good news today. You will bear good news some other day, but not today, for the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to the Cushite, Go and tell the king what you have seen. After bowing to Joab, the Cushite ran off. Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, again spoke to Joab. Whatever happens, let me go after the Cushite. But Joab said, Why is it that you want to go, my son? You have no good news that will bring you a reward. But he said, whatever happens, I want to go. So Joab said to him, then go. So Ahimaaz ran by the way of the Jordan plain, and he passed the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the inner and outer gates, and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate at the wall. When he looked, he saw a man running by himself. So the watchman called out and informed the king. The king said, if he is by himself, he brings good news. The runner came even closer. Then the watchman saw another man running. The watchman called out to the gatekeeper. There is another man running by himself, the king said. This one also is bringing good news. The watchman said, it appears to me that the first runner is Ahimaaz, son of Zadok. The king said, he is a good man and he comes with good news. Then Ahimaaz called out and said to the king, greetings. He bowed down before the king with his face toward the ground and said, may the Lord your God be praised because he has defeated the men who opposed my lord the king. The king replied, how is the young man Absalom? Ahimaaz replied, I saw a great deal of confusion when Joab was sending the king's servant and me, your servant, but I don't know what it was all about. The king said, turn aside and take your place here. So he turned aside and waited. Then the Cushite arrived and said, may my lord the king now receive the good news. The Lord has vindicated you today and delivered you from the hand of all who have rebelled against you. The king asked the Cushite, how is the young man Absalom? The Cushite replied, may the enemies of my lord the king and all who have plotted against you be like that young man. The king then became very upset. He went up to the upper room over the gate and wept. As he went, he said, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, if only I could have died in your place. Absalom, my son, my son. Psalm 26, a psalm by David. Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have integrity, and I trust in the Lord without wavering. Examine me, O Lord, and test me. Evaluate my inner thoughts and motives, for I am ever aware of your faithfulness, and your loyalty continually motivates me. I do not associate with deceitful men or consort with those who are dishonest. I hate the mob of evil men and do not associate with the wicked. I maintain a pure lifestyle so I can appear before your altar, O Lord, to give you thanks and to tell about all your amazing deeds. O Lord, I love the temple where you live, the place where your splendor is revealed. Do not sweep me away with sinners or execute me along with violent people who are always ready to do wrong or offer a bribe. But I have integrity. Rescue me and have mercy on me. I am safe and among the worshipers, I will praise the Lord.
New Testament reading, Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 27. Jesus and Zacchaeus. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. Now a man named Zacchaeus was there. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to get a look at Jesus, but being a short man, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, because Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, because I must stay at your house today. So he came down quickly and welcomed Jesus joyfully. And when the people saw it, they all complained. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who was a sinner. But Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, half of my possessions I now give to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone of anything, I am paying back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household, because he too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The Parable of the Ten Minas While the people were listening to these things, Jesus proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear immediately. Therefore he said, A nobleman went to a distant country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. And he summoned ten of his slaves gave them ten minas, and said to them, Do business with these until I come back. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to be king over us. When he returned after receiving the kingdom, he summoned these slaves to whom he had given the money. He wanted to know how much they had earned by trading. So the first one came before him and said, Sir, your mina has made ten minas more. And the king said to him, Well done, good slave, because you have been faithful in a very small matter. You will have authority over ten cities. Then the second one came and said, Sir, your mina has made five minas. So the king said to him, And you are to be over five cities. Then another slave came and said, Sir, here is your mina that I put away for safekeeping in a piece of cloth. For I was afraid of you, because you are a severe man. You withdraw what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. The king said to him, I will judge you by your own words, you wicked slave. So you knew, did you, that I was a severe man withdrawing what I didn't deposit and reaping what I did not sow? Why then didn't you put my money in the bank so that when I returned, I could have collected it with interest? And he said to his attendants, take the mina from him and give it to the one who has ten. But they said to him, Sir, he has ten minas already. I tell you that everyone who has will be given more. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be their king, bring them here and slaughter them in front of me. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. King of glory, we thank you for your word. Thank you, O Lord God, for your grace, O Lord God. Thank you, O God, for this reminder, O God, about the importance, O God, of stewardship, O God, of stewarding the gifts that you give us, O Lord God, from the resources to our finances, O Lord God, that you've given us, from the people that you give us in our lives, O Lord God, family members and friends, O God, and fellow siblings in Christ, O Lord God, to the money in our bank account. Help us to realize that what you have given to us does not belong to us only, but to you, O God. And that we have to give an account, O Lord, for the ways that we, O Lord God, have cared or squandered on the gifts, O Lord God, and the people and the finances that you've given us, O Lord God. Would you help us, O Lord God, to be found that upon your return, O God, being able to show, O God, that we have multiplied the gifts that you've given us, O Lord God, that we have used your gifts in a way that are pleasing and honorable to you, that we, O God, have treated with care 
and love and dignity be glorified, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, not to be ashamed, O Lord God, on that day when you return, O God, and want to see what we have done with what you've given us, O God. Help us, O Lord God, to have a holy fear and reverence, O Lord God, of you, O Lord God. Let that motivate us, O Lord God, to act with prudence and wisdom, O Lord God, and love God. Be with us. I pray this all in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Communicating effectively is not just what you say, but how you say it. Good communicators know this, but it's often easier said than done. Teachers, leaders, and speakers are often left bewildered, wondering why the content that was so carefully planned and delivered seems to fall flat with the audience. In Speaking by the Numbers, Sean Palmer offers a strategy that combines communication principles with Enneagram wisdom to help leaders, pastors, and teachers understand how to convey content and ways that both inspire and connect with their audiences. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go something.